This episode is about one of the most inspiring people in fashion and media today. The first time I heard of this person was in April of 2016, when she was announced as the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, making her the youngest and first Black editor-in-chief at the time to lead the publication. Since leaving Teen Vogue in 2018, she's continued to grow beyond the world of fashion publication as a published author, public speaker, podcaster. She's made cameo appearances in television and is now a co-host to one of today's most popular talk shows. If you haven't figured it out by now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about none other than Elaine Welteroth. My name is CJ, and welcome to Black in Fashion, a podcast that highlights key Black figures who have impacted the world of fashion as we know it today, as well as those who continue to influence its ever-changing industry. Each episode, we'll profile different people from past to present, as well as conduct interviews and engage in dialogue around race and diversity within the fashion industry. Elaine Welteroth was born on December 10th, 1986 in Newark, California. She was raised in Fremont, California by her two loving parents. In her book, More Than Enough, Claiming Space for Who You Are, Elaine talks about her experiences growing up as a child of mixed race to a Black mother and white father. Many of those experiences helped shape her perspective on race and privilege, from understanding her identity as a Black person of mixed race to embracing herself in college and acknowledging her own privileges beyond. Now, I'll try not to spoil too much of the book in this episode, but I will be referencing it a few times. So Elaine has pretty much always been an overachiever in and out of school and has always had a strong drive to achieve her pretty incredible goals. She's always had a knack for speaking and reporting. She attended Cal State University, San Francisco, where she majored in mass comm with a minor in journalism. While her drive has always been there, her career in fashion publication really started with an internship at Ebony Magazine a year after finishing undergrad. Funny thing is, she actually landed an internship with Essence beforehand, which was the quote-unquote setsier fashion magazine at the time. And by setsy, I mean Essence was geared towards a younger, trendier demographic, while Ebony was geared towards a more mature audience. So when Elaine was offered an internship with Essence, the very magazine she grew up reading herself, it seemed like a no-brainer. So how did she get into Ebony? Harriet Cole. Harriet Cole was the editor-in-chief of Ebony at the time and one of Elaine's idols. She looked up to her as a Black woman powerhouse in media and wanted nothing more than to work with her, so much so that she called her office quite often in hopes of getting a chance to speak with her. And she was really persistent even when Cole's assistant continued to tell Elaine that Harriet was unavailable. That all changed one day, and Elaine was finally able to get on the phone and connect with Harriet Cole herself. They spoke for nearly an hour, and I'm sure Elaine was elated to be on a call with one of her career idols. The convo ended with Elaine telling Harriet that even if they never spoke again, she had changed her life. Now remember, this all happened after Elaine had already accepted an internship opportunity with Essence. Months later, soon before she was set to start in Essence, she got a call from Harriet Cole herself, who gave her the opportunity to work as a production assistant for a magazine shoot in Malibu outside of LA. Now, this was just a gig, but of course this was an offer she couldn't refuse. To Elaine's surprise, this wasn't just any photo shoot, but the July 2008 cover shoot featuring Serena Williams. This was huge and totally unexpected. 
During the shoot, Elaine suggested Serena wear a blue swimsuit that they had on set. Cole took to her suggestion, and that shot of Serena in the blue swimsuit ended up on the cover of Ebony magazine. So without even realizing it, Elaine was making a game-changer decision when she was just on for a day as a PA, and this isn't a common thing that PAs do. Soon after, Cole offered Elaine an internship with Ebony and the rest was history. Despite Essence being the original dream, Elaine started her career with Ebony freshly into her 20s. She took the risk, and risk is sort of a consistent theme that will follow her throughout her career. Ironically, Time Inc., the company that owned Essence magazine at the time, ended up canceling the internship program that very summer, the same internship Elaine was supposed to be a part of. Everything happens for a reason, and this professional gamble definitely paid off. Her internship with Ebony eventually became a full-time role where she rose to the ranks as beauty and style editor from 2008 until 2011 when she joined the Condé Nast team as the beauty and style editor and eventual senior beauty editor at Glamour magazine. Elaine only stayed at Glamour until 2012 when she joined the team at Teen Vogue as the beauty and health director. During her time at these prestigious publications, Elaine shared a perspective that stuck with me. Here she was at Condé Nast, one of the most renowned names in publishing, working with some of the top beauty editors with decades of experience under their belt. Yet, many of them couldn't understand how Elaine, who I think has type 3 hair, could go from bone straight hair to curly to a protective style. A lot of the leaders in the beauty industry didn't know the first or second thing about black beauty and how it differed from the quote, mainstream. Now let's think about that for a second. Because Elaine, like many other Black girls, had to understand all aspects of the mainstream beauty industry that her counterparts could exclusively exist in, all the while understanding the layers and complexities of the Black beauty industry. It's an entire demographic that honestly just wasn't prioritized at the time, and it didn't have to be for those with a seat at the table. This is why representation is so important. This is why growing up seeing people who look like you or your family or your friends is so impactful. It can shape a perspective of millions of readers through a single advertisement or a story. So this is one of many reasons why Elaine being at Teen Vogue was so important. Now, this was all excellent. Great that Elaine was finally, you know, firsthand witnessing all of this and getting a seat at the table. But I also can't go on talking about her time at Teen Vogue without mentioning the controversy that Elaine and Teen Vogue faced for their June-July 2015 story. So this particular article was titled, One Editor's Perfect Summer Hair Came With a Surprising Life Lesson. Now it was written by Elaine herself and the article was all about Elaine's experience getting Senegalese twists in Rwanda with commentary on the politicization of black hair in white spaces and how simply wearing Afrocentric or natural hairstyles can be viewed as a form of protest. And you can still find this article on Teen Vogue's website. And so the content of the article was great, and the intent was there, but the images used for the article are what came under fire. So the muses for this story included names like Zendaya, Zoe Kravitz, and other light-skinned Black figures similar to Elaine. The issue started with a particular white-passing model who sported Senegalese twists. Now, the model was later revealed to be of mixed race as well, but the damage was already done, and social media, specifically Black Twitter, was relentless. So why wouldn't Teen Vogue use this opportunity to highlight a traditional African hairstyle with any dark-skinned models, even going so far as to include white models in the midst? This was the biggest issue, regardless of the article's intent. Remember, representation does matter. 
Elaine acknowledged this in her response and even goes further in her book, which I need to stop spoiling at this point. But when reading her book, I respected her ability to recognize the issue, acknowledge her own biases as a light-skinned Black person, and continue to engage in dialogue surrounding issues of race and diversity. So she didn't shy away from these issues as advised by Vogue, but addressed it for what it was. While the controversy started on cultural appropriation, which Teen Vogue and his peers had already been guilty of time and time again, it continued by sparking another conversation surrounding colorism within the Black community. This was probably the point of the book I gained the most respect for Elaine as a journalist. She admitted that if she could have done things differently, she 100% would have and took full ownership for the controversy, even though she was not the only contributor to the release of the article. This controversy also didn't stop her or Tina Vogue from publishing their August 2015 issue with three Black cover models, Aya Jones, Imam Hammam, and Lindsay Montero. The following year, in 2016, Condé Nast officially announced Elaine Welteroth as the Nets editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, marking her history as the first Black woman as well as the youngest person to ever lead the publication. So this was huge for Teen Vogue, but also within Condé Nast because she was also the youngest person in Condé Nast history at the time to lead a publication, and only the second Black editor-in-chief in Condé Nast history, the first being Kia Minor of Brides Magazine. As editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, Elaine took the magazine in an entirely different direction. Teen Vogue, which had a reputation as the typical frilly teen magazine that hyper-focused on beauty, fashion, and celebrity gossip, began to shift the dialogue towards politics, culture, and society in ways that it hadn't explored in the past. Elaine continued to tackle issues of race and identity in her work as editor-in-chief, including a piece titled Cultural Appropriation, Real Girls, Real Beauty, Real Talk, which included a cover shoot from Willow Smith, as well as an in-depth coverage of the 2016 presidential election. The publication also became fully digital and advanced the social media and online platform under Elaine. Teen Vogue also received a lot more recognition in its progressive efforts. Feminist writer Laura Witt actually praised Teen Vogue in an article titled Vogue Magazine Has a Race Problem and It's Getting Tired, in which she stated the following. Rather than participating in the blatant erasure of people of color and our culture, Vogue's younger sibling has included features celebrating indigenous, South Asian, East Asian, Black, and Muslim teens. Thanks to their radical push to be unafraid to represent more than just white, heterosexual, cisgender women, Teen Vogue is providing more readers with representation. This is exactly what Elaine set out to do, so these sort of reviews really hit home for all she is set to accomplish during her trajectory. So Elaine Welteroth left Teen Vogue after two years in the seat, but her story doesn't end there. Since leaving Teen Vogue, Elaine has become a guest judge on Project Runway, continued public speaking, and became a published author when she released her book in 2019 titled More Than Enough, Claiming Space for Who You Are No Matter What They Say, one of my main sources for this episode. Most recently, on December 1st, 2020, Elaine was announced as the newest co-host of the hit daytime talk show, The Talk, where she continues to add a valuable perspective as a mixed Black woman, millennial, and former editor-in-chief to one of the most impactful publications in American journalism. Elaine Welteroth is one of the most important names in media today. She's helped guide one of the top publications at Condé Nast to a more progressive voice that was able to evolve with the times. 
While her voice in journalism spanned from ebony to glamour to teen vogue, her voice in television has parlayed the sets of Blackish, Project Runway, and now The Talk. And I doubt it ends there. I mean, even everything I just told you just scratches the surface to everything I'm sure that she's going to accomplish in her career. Did I mention she's only 33? Yeah. Elaine Welteroth has accomplished so much in her young career, but has so much more for her career to grow. So if you're not already following her on social media, don't miss out. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see everything she has in store. Black in Fashion is written and produced by me. Edited by Joelle North. The theme music is from PBT and Production Music Library. And background music for our profile episodes comes from Lakey Inspired. The title is Better Days. Please like, subscribe, review, and rate Black in Fashion five stars on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Lastly, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at BLKNFSHN. Again, that's at BLKNFSHN, just like the logo. Thanks for listening.